You are listening to Motivating from the Six, episode 22, The Power of Positive Thinking. Where's your mind at right now? Are you in a beautiful state or a suffering state? Let's go. This is a podcast that's intended to make you think. It's intended to make you grow. It's intended to make you feel uncomfortable to the point where you have to change your life for the better. I want to motivate you. I want to inspire you through this podcast. My name is Jeff Martin of jeffadmartin.com. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you to those of you who have subscribe for those of you who have clicked play for those of you who have downloaded this podcast and you are allowing me in your life for a very brief moment and a special thank you to those of you who have left a five-star rating and a review and again if you have not if you are the people one of those people who have not left a rating i'm going to ask you please do me a favor and go out there and leave that rating if you listen to this on itunes or whatever platform you listen to this on i'm going to ask you do me a favor go out and leave that rating because when you do that it gives this podcast more exposure and the more exposure it gets is the more people that can actually listen to it and hopefully grow from it so i'm going to ask you do me a favor go out there and leave that review and i will love you for life i promise i will so the question i want to ask you today is what state are you in where's your head at where are you dealing or how are you dealing with things in life so uh, this all stems back from a book that i just recently read tony robbins latest book unshakable and you know what it's a fantastic book because the majority of the book talks about finances and getting your finances in order it talks about being smart with your financial investing and it goes into a lot of detail in terms of buying stocks investing into investment funds it talks about investing into real estate it talks about saving a certain percentage of your money and allowing that to be invested so it can grow for you as time goes on there's a lot of great 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 things in this book that's going to get your finances straight for those of you who are having issues in your finances it allows you to kind of you know go forward and mend some of the issues that you have and learn some of the things that you may not have known before that's going to put you in a better financial situation. But towards the end of the book, he really starts to talk about, uh, he gets away from the financial stuff and he actually starts going into uh, talking about your mental and your spiritual being and your physical being as well. And it's a brilliant book by Tony Robbins because again, it talks about the financial portion, but ultimately what it gets into at the end of the book is where's your head at? Like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? And what kind of state are you living in? Because ultimately you can get your finances totally in order, but if your head is not there, then it really doesn't make a difference. You can be rich, you can be poor, but if you mentally are not stable, if you are, you know, not where you're supposed to be mentally, physically and spiritually then it really doesn't matter how much money you have in the bank see he's quoted in saying in his book he says that the mental and emotional state in which you live is ultimately the result of where you choose to focus your thoughts so ultimately financial well-being means nothing without mental and spiritual well-being 
So ultimately, you have to ensure that you are mentally stable. You are mentally there to deal with the things that come up in life. Because again, whether you have money in the bank or whether you don't, you're always going to come across obstacles. You're going to come across Goliaths in your life, things that are going to be huge, or things are just going to nag at you. That, that, you know, when someone pokes you in the arm and they just continue to do it and you try to ignore it, but it won't go away, you're going to come across obstacles in your life that are going to be huge or small or nagging. But either way, you have to be in a point that you're able to get through these things. You're able to to mentally, physically, and spiritually get through these obstacles. And so that's what he gets into, Tony Robbins gets into towards the end of the book. So he defines your state of mind in two ways. He says one state, the state that you should be living in, is the beautiful state. And when you have, when you live in a beautiful state, that means that you feel joy, you feel love, you feel gratitude, you feel playfulness, you feel creativity, you feel ease in your life. You have a drive and it's very easy to find that drive and to use that drive to accomplish your goals. You feel caring, you feel growth, you feel curiosity, you feel appreciation. Nothing feels like a problem when everything flows in a positive direction. Now, some of you are listening to that and saying, there's no way I can live my life that way. And I'm telling you that you can see the opposite of that. The opposite of living in a beautiful state is living in a suffering state. And what that means is that you feel stressed out. You feel worried. You feel frustrated, angry, depressed. You feel envious. You feel jealousy. You feel stress, fear. Uh, the list goes on and on. Frustration. Now, your stress is often connected with your fears and the things you deal with in life. So if you have certain apprehensions when it comes to doing certain things in your life, if you've never been a person to kind of step out on that limb and get things done, you're going to allow that fear, whatever it is in you, to build up all those things that I just listed and become so overbearing in your life that now it controls the way you think and the way you live. Now, I think it's pretty obvious that all of us, even if you don't believe that you can or not, I think all of us, we really should want to live in a beautiful state. See, oftentimes we have these excuses of why we can't live a certain way and why we don't live a certain way. And oftentimes we surround them by the busy lives that we have. We got kids to take care of. We got to wait for them to grow up before we can do anything. We got chores we got to do. We got deadlines in life. We have all the stress that we build up. And these are things that adds to your suffering state. Now, some of you are listening and saying, you know, I don't suffer. Those things are definitely in my life being worried, being angry, being depressed. Those are things that are definitely in my life, but I'm not suffering. Another way of saying it is stress. So you may not be living in a suffering state, according to you, but it's a stressful state. You're living in this stressful state. And again, we want to be able to change our life around. So rather than living in this stressful state or suffering state, we can live in a beautiful state. We need to live with an attitude of gratitude in our life. Now, let me ask you this. Do you believe that people like Hitler would have killed millions of people if he was living in a beautiful state? Do you believe that artists and celebrities and you know even ordinary people would go down the path of considering suicide? Someone like actor Robin Williams. Do you think that he would have considered suicide if he was living in a beautiful state? 
what I'm saying to you is that we should strive to try to live in this beautiful state. We should try to always look at life and be gracious and have gratitude for the things that we have going on in our life, to feel the love, to feel the joy, to understand your creativity and have the drive to go forward in everything that you want to do and not be dominated by the stress, not be dominated by the fear, by the anger and the things that sometimes come into our lives. We are people. We have emotions. These things are going to happen, but we can't allow those feelings to dominate how we feel. We can't keep holding those grudges for years and years because the truth of the matter is the person who you have a grudge against, they probably don't even know. They probably have no idea. And so you are sitting there with this grudge. As they say, being angry is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. It doesn't make sense. We have to let go of these negative feelings within our life and move from that stressful state or that suffering state to more of a beautiful state. I once heard a story that was pretty compelling in regards to what I'm talking about, living in a beautiful state versus a suffering state. See, there's this woman who gets off of work and she gets on the bus and it's dark, it's after midnight. She's extremely tired and all she wants to do is just climb into her bed. She jumps off the bus and she's walking from the bus stop to her home and she takes out her car or she takes out her house keys as she's walking. And it's so quiet on the street that the silence is deafening. She can hear her her feet hitting the concrete every time she takes a step. And she gets this uneasy feeling. She starts looking over her shoulders, but she sees no one. As she approaches her home, there's, there's shadows because it's just so dark. As she approaches her home, she takes her keys out and she starts putting them in her door to open the door. At that moment, she looks over her shoulder and she sees four men standing around her and she freaks out. And these men start grabbing at her. They start grabbing at her body. They start grabbing at her purse. And at this point in time, she doesn't know what these men want. She doesn't know what their goal is. She doesn't know what they're trying to achieve. But she's screaming for help. She's trying to hold onto her purse. She's trying to hold onto her clothing. And at that moment, when she thinks that things are just going worse, Another set of men come around the corner and they see what's going on and they yell out, hey, what's going on? And it's about five or six men who see these group of bad guys who are trying to crowd uh, this woman. And so when they hear these men call out these four bad guys, they take off running. This woman is petrified. She is scared. The police get called. She gives them a story of what happened. She gives them the best description that she can. But of course, everything was in shadow. She didn't really see the faces of these individuals. She ends up spending the night at a friend's house just to clear her head and just she doesn't want to be home by herself. The very next day, she gets back on the bus after finishing work. She's tired. She ends up getting to her bus stop and getting off the bus. But not only is she tired, she's fearful because what happened just 24 hours before. She ends up walking to her house again. The silence is deafening. She can hear her feet hitting the concrete. That's how quiet it is. As she approaches her house, she looks over her shoulder a thousand times because of what happened the night before. And as she gets closer to her house, she starts to shake. She gets so nervous and she breaks down crying. 
and she continues to look over her shoulders and she's just in a, a bad suffering state at that point that she says to herself, I cannot make myself live like this. And so she takes out her keys. She goes into her home. She, she locks the door. She turns the lights on and she says to herself, I need to write down all the good things that happen in that bad circumstance. Now, that might sound like a weird thing to say, but this woman decided to take charge of a negative situation that happened to her and turn it around from a suffering state to a beautiful state. She actually goes and sits down at her table and she takes out a piece of paper. She's looking for a pen because she wants to write down all the positive things that happened in that circumstance. She reaches down into her bag and pulls out a watch, a watch that does not belong to her, a men's watch. She reaches down further in her bag and pulls out that pen. And the first thing she writes down is, these four men came to rob me, but I robbed them, right? Because now she has a watch when one of these guys were trying to reach down to her, into her purse and grab her wallet or whatever it is they're trying to grab, they end up leaving their watch behind. So as I said, the very first thing she writes down is that she robbed these bad guys, right? So that was point number one. Point number two she wrote down was it could have been worse because there are four men. They could have easily overpowered her. Her door could have easily already been open. If they made it into her home, only your imagination could imagine what could have happened. None of those things did. And she was able to find appreciation in that circumstance as bad as it was. Point number three she wrote down was it took four of them to take me down. And if you remember in the story, there's five or six men who came around the corner and saw what these guys were doing and they yelled out and these men took off. Those five or six men, all they did was yell out. They didn't go after these guys. They didn't run after them. They didn't go and start fighting them on her behalf. All they did was yell out, which trust me, it's appreciated. But what she wrote down for point number three was it took four men to take me out. And these five or six men couldn't even defend me. So basically, she's saying that she was able to defend herself more than these five or six men, what they were able to do for her. Again, she's finding ways to find the beautiful state in this circumstance. Again, it allowed her to be able to write down all the positive things that came out of that circumstance. And that's truly living in a beautiful state. Now, one of the things that Tony Robbins talks about in this book, if you truly want to change your thinking, if you truly want to get away from that stressful state, that suffering state where most of us in life live, he has an idea. And what his idea, he calls it the 90 second rule. And now what the whole idea is, as as soon as you start feeling the tension in your body, you have to catch yourself. So when you start feeling stressed, let's say you're at work and you get into an argument with your boss or your boss overrules one of your ideas and you are furious. You have to catch yourself before you start getting too upset. You have to be be aware of what's going on mentally and you have to catch yourself. Now, what Tony Robbins says is to gently breathe and slow things down. Give yourself 90 seconds to distance yourself from the negativity and start putting positive thoughts into your mind. So it's all about changing the way you see things. So if you are going through a stressful time, be aware of what you're doing. Stop and take 90 seconds to breathe. Take 90 seconds to pull yourself away from that negativity mentally. And that's what's going to help you in regards to getting back 
to that beautiful state a lot quicker. If you allow yourself to live in that negativity, like something happens to you and hours later, it's still going through your mind. Days later, months later, it's still going through your mind. That's not good for you. It's not good for your mental state. You have to change your way of thinking. So that's what Tony's talking about here. The 90 second rule is giving yourself time. When something happens, at that moment, you take charge. You take charge of yourself, you take charge of your thinking, and you close your eyes and quickly, or sorry, gently start changing your breathing and slow things down. Distance yourself from that negativity or that stressful thought and come back into positivity. See, in the book, Tony also quotes an individual by the name of John Templeton. And John says, there's a relationship between the invisible thoughts and feelings of our minds and the visible actions we take as a result of them. One cannot think and feel one way and act in the opposite way. So when you are feeling negative, you're going to start acting negative. It's impossible to feel one way and act another. Like, trust me, when you are upset, you can't just turn around and start smiling like everything is okay. You might have a smile on your face, but that might be more of like a a sinister smile than anything else. It's not a genuine smile. If you want to be positive, you have to get those negative thoughts out of your head. Give it a try. The 90 second rule. Give it a try. The next time someone gets you hot, the next time that someone you just want to knock someone out before you do that, before you go down that path and make that decision. Consider the 90 second rule. Consider stopping, catching yourself where you are, closing your eyes and change your breathing. And in that 90 seconds in your head, you move away from that negative thought and start putting positive thoughts, things that are going well in your life. You put that in your head. Now, this is just one idea. I'm sure there's a ton of different ideas. And if you are listening to this podcast, do me a favor, hit me up and let me know some of the ideas, the things that you use to kind of get away from this negative thinking. Because there's a question that you have to ask yourself when you are going through that uh, negative state of mind, whether it is that you're holding a grudge for some time, whether someone gets on your nerves and you just can't let it go. You really have to ask yourself, is this negative state going to serve you? Is it going to do well for you? Is it going to change any of the current situation? And that's a great question because when someone gets you upset, if you remain upset, is that going to change the circumstance? The answer most likely is going to be no. Is a negative state going to serve you? How is it going to serve you? I would say that it's not going to serve you well at all. And are you going to feel better as a result of being in that negative, in that suffering state? Again, I believe the answer for that is going to be no. You're not going to feel better as a result. So what's going to make you feel better? Feeling better would be being in that beautiful state, having a positive mindset. So again, I think whatever it is that you have that you have implemented in your own life to put you back in a positive mindset or if you have nothing maybe try googling it there's great ideas out there to get you back in a positive mindset and if you don't want to do that the 90 second rule by tony robbins you can google that and learn more about it but again when you use this 90 second rule it allows you to stop to recognize where your head is going recognize the negativity that's spewing in your head stop close your eyes change your breathing and move yourself away from that mentally at the end of the 90 seconds you're going to feel better 
even if you don't feel 100 percent you're going to feel not as stressed not as upset and not as frustrated as you would have prior to doing that 90 second rule consider this life is simply a series of moments strung together every moment that you have is going to bring you some type of emotion if it's positive, then that's bonus. That's what we want, because if you're going to be living here, you might as well live in a positive state, live in a beautiful state. However, if you're going to be going through circumstances that are going to be stressful and that's going to happen, then you got to get your mind back to a positive state. Every everything that happens in your life is just a moment that strings together to create your life. So don't let that moment, whatever that negative circumstance is, a car accident, a check that bounces, losing your job, going through a divorce, having kids that are rebellious, whatever it is that you're going through, it's a moment. It's a season. Don't allow that season to just ruin the rest of your life. Don't let that one season leak into the next season that you have going on. As tough as that season might be, you might have an illness that cannot be cured. It's a season. You don't allow that, whatever it is, and I know it sounds easier said than done, but it really is important for you guys to understand because when we live in a beautiful state, your mind is so much clearer. You appreciate the things that are going on in your life. If you have an illness that will not go away, that cannot be cured, you still have other things in your life to be thankful for. Like if you have a rough meeting at work, be thankful that you're getting a paycheck because there's people out there who are not getting a paycheck. If your kids are just getting on your last nerves, remember that moment when your children were just born and how much of a treasure they were to you. There are thousands of people here that want to have kids and they cannot for whatever complications that they are going through. And you have children. Yes, children get on your nerves. Believe me, I know I got two of my own. But despite that, you have to remember how much of a treasure they actually are. See, whatever it is that you're going through, as I mentioned earlier, even if you have that illness that cannot be cured, there's other things in your life that are positive that you have to focus on and be thankful for while you are still here. To me, living in a beautiful state is a must because either way I'm going to live. So how do I choose to live? Do I choose to live in a stressful state where I'm not going to be happy and it's just going to bring more stress and turmoil to my life? Or do I choose to live in a beautiful state? live positively, appreciate the birds singing, appreciate the fact that I have a car. Yes, I'm stuck in traffic, but for goodness sakes, I have a car. It's all about looking at the positive side. Now, listen, I'm not saying that things should be ignored because ultimately there's always going to be issues in our world. There's like social issues, for example, inequality because of skin color, inequality because of uh, finances, whatever it is. There's always issues that I believe that we should stand up and take action and and be accountable to what's going on and go out there and to help people to be treated fairly. I get it. But what I'm saying is while you are doing that, you're still able to live in your own beautiful state. You're able to, to show other people how to live in a beautiful state because sometimes we bring these certain stresses onto ourselves. And again, as I mentioned, if you are at work and you get into an argument with a coworker or a boss, a lot of people hold that resentment over a long period of time, and that's not good for you. 
So what I'm saying is, if you live in a beautiful state, you can still stand up for equality. You can still stand up for what's right. But there's a lot of things that you can correct in your own life while you are trying to fight the good fight for everybody. Like consider this, how many people can you influence if you are living in a beautiful state? You are able to change people's lives. I'm trying to change people's lives through this podcast because I believe that I do my best to live in a beautiful state at all times. So if you live in a beautiful state, you can have such a great impact on the people around you who oftentimes seem just to continuously be in a negative, in a suffering state. So do your part. If you live in a beautiful state, then do your part to change the people around you. All right, good people, listen up real quick. It's impossible to be in a negative suffering state when you are appreciative and grateful. It gives perspective and it gives you control over your own life. It gives you control over each and every moment. It is your job to control the matters in your life. Nobody else can do it. You are the one that's in charge of your life. You make the decisions. When a negative circumstance comes into your life, it is up to you to make the proper response. It's difficult, I get it, because when tough things happen in life, it's very difficult to smile in the face of pain. But I guarantee you, if you're able to find a way to do that, to live in a beautiful state, you're going to be able to live happier. You're going to be able to appreciate the people around you, the things around you, the fact that you have a home. Yes, your home might not be what you want. Your life might not be what you want. But if you appreciate what you have, you're going to see how great things can come into your life. When you start appreciating things, you change the chemistry in your body to start thinking positively. When you think positively, great things are going to come. You're going to want to be able to move your mind from a suffering state to a beautiful state. Start thinking positively. Start realizing how amazing your life is. There's a lot of people out there that would switch places with you. As bad as you think your circumstance is right now, there's a ton of people who would switch places with you in a snap, in a heartbeat, because what they're going through, they believe it's going to be worse than what you're going through. So be thankful, despite the fact that you might be going through that divorce, despite the fact that you know someone who's going through some type of illness or you're going through some type of illness. So when you start moving forward and becoming grateful for the circumstance that you're in, it's going to move you into a positive direction. And all those negative things, all those things that you think that you can't get over, just like that, you're going to start finding a way through. You're going to start finding a path that you can walk through and start dropping those things off like old clothing because you're living in a beautiful state. So continue, continue to be positive, continue to be grateful and to be thankful for what's around you. And you're going to see how much more greatness comes into your life. When you start thinking positive, more positivity is attracted to you and it's going to come into your life. I challenge you, give it a try. Move your mind in a beautiful state, and I guarantee you, you're going to see the greatness that's going to come into your life because you change your thinking. Thank you so much, guys. I'll see you at the top of the next episode. Peace.